Hello and welcome back to the Bottom Bins podcast. This is episode three of our World Cup series. Once again, we just want to thank you all very much for supporting us and listening to the podcasts um, over the past number of weeks. Also want to announce that you can find us now as well on the Parlay Sports app where we are early founders, um, founding members on that app. So come on over and join the football conversation with us on, on the Parlay Sports app. First off, lads, just going to rattle through this. I want to get your opinions, number one, uh, just on a few of the teams that we've already seen in the World Cup so far. I think the obvious one to start with is England. Looked absolutely fantastic in their opening game against Iran, but definitely struggled in against the USA. Went back to that sort of defensive, revertive style of football. Connor, I'll come to you first then. What was your takeaway then from, from England's first two games in this tournament? Well, the first game, they were obviously... Unbelievable, that blew Iran away. But uh, as we mentioned last week in the podcast, but this week they were, they were very poor, lethargic. Uh, Harry Maguire was probably their best player, and he's a centre back, so I think that says it all. Um, I just, I don't, I don't know. Gareth Southgate just sometimes you just think like, what, what's he at? Because yeah. even after the game, he was very positive about the performance, and you think just have they were terrible. They got booed off the pitch, and he's. He seemed to be happy with the draw. In the context of things, a draw is not the worst result, but the performance was very poor. And I just thought, um, I couldn't believe Mason Mount played 90 minutes. I thought he was poor. Um, and I can't believe Phil Foden can't get a game. Yeah. Because he has been outstanding for City this season, but he can't get in that team. And the boys like Sterling there have been very poor. And mm-hmm. Kane, I thought, I could understand why they didn't throw like somebody like Callum Wilson on last 10 minutes or... I know the three Rashford on and Henderson in midfield. I just couldn't understand that they yeah. were taking off Bellingham, who was unbelievable the first game. I know he probably wasn't playing as well in the second game, but you don't take off your best players. Yeah. So, yeah, I think Yarsis gets really holding them back, and I think it's what's going to happen there. Oh, and obviously, I think you know the obvious thing with with England is you'd rather get those bad games out of the way in the group stage really and at the end of the day they still got a point but would you be concerned about England moving forward in the tournament? Yeah I am concerned with them look like you say at the end they got a point and they're all but free basically unless Gareth Bale goes in the mod one tomorrow like <laughs> yeah. isn't really going to happen so they're all but through so in that aspect of it they're going to be ha- have to be happy but I was so unimpressed with them against, watching them against America on Saturday night wasn't it? Yeah Um, they just as Connor said they were slow lethargic they didn't Want, looked like they wanted to win America were up for it the only chances in the game were created by America Pulisic hit in the post uh, Winston McKinney should have, definitely should have scored um, yeah they're, they're good against Iran they're positive against Iran but they just didn't look at it in that game Like you're bringing on, you need a goal to win a game and you're bringing on Jordan Henderson in the centre mid yeah. for yeah. Jude Bellingham they explain that decision to me is that a decision that's the manager's almost like not I want to I want to win this game as I really don't want to lose this game. Yeah. Happy with the point. Which in your second game of a World Cup isn't the way to go for it when your team like England, who whose fans expect them to win the World Cup, that's yeah. as simple as that. I don't think they will. I'd be surprised if they're playing the World Cup quarterfinals, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure what way the draw go. I think they play the Irish finishes sack uh, Ecuador, the group or Ecuador or the Netherlands or Senegal, whoever yeah. comes through that group. Yeah. And I've been a lot more impressed with what I've seen from Ecuador than what I've seen from England. From England, so, yeah. I'd be fearful of them in the last 16 game if they keep playing the way they are. Like obviously they go out and blow wheels out of the water tomorrow and yeah. everybody's happy again but you're looking on social media and people want Red of Southgate yeah. two games into a major tournament like yeah. that kind of says it all really. Or and obviously 
England fans, there's been a big outcry over the past number of years. A lot of people not that happy with, with Southgate, especially after the European final um, a couple of years ago. What's your overall verdict then? Do you reckon of Southgate's time in charge of England? Do you reckon this is realistically his last tournament and it's time for a change? Um, well, I think his decisions speak for themselves. Uh, i seen on Sky Sports today that that decision to bring on Henderson is going to be He's going to be Henderson's going to be starting over Jude Bellingham tomorrow, apparently, according to Sky Sports. Madness. Um, which yeah, it's madness. It's crazy. But um, I, I don't know. It, England, in my opinion, are a team that should be doing well, but they think they should be doing better than they should be doing. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I think any manager who comes into that squad, and I'm happy for the fans because they think. Oh yeah, I, I would love to go into any tournament as an Ireland fan and be like, oh yeah, we're going to win the World Cup, we're going to win the Euros or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you need to be realistic, and yeah. I think England yeah. need to be realistic about their chances. The road their luck in the Euros and the road their luck in the twenty eighteen World Cup, and <laughs> they could well ride their luck this time. But I don't know. I I just think Gareth Southgate. He was sacked by Middlesbrough for a reason. Yeah. How do yeah. you get sacked by Middlesbrough and then become the England manager? Yeah. Yeah. He's it doesn't make yes sense. Man, to like, me. Did you see the tweet that was out there that showed the teams England had beaten in the World Cups yeah. this millennium? Yeah. Oh, and there was terrible. nobody yeah. that you you sit back and go, "That's a statement to win." Yeah. The teams that were beaten were likes of Sweden's, Colombia's, Ukraine, Trinidad, Tobago. These types of teams. Yeah. Like, I don't mean no disrespect to them, but they're not beating France. They're not beating no. Spain, Germany, Brazil, Argentina. Yeah. They're not beating the big dogs. Yeah. Say. So, mm. where, where's the progress for England? Yeah, it's well, not there. Like, I'm not trying to be disrespectful to even Gareth Southgate as a manager. I just think any manager that was going to come into that England team wasn't going to do well. Like, if the golden generation wasn't winning something, yeah. Yeah. how do they yeah. expect this team to win something? Mm-hmm. And um, It probably is the best team they've had in a while, though. Like, this team is decent. I wouldn't even say it is. I, I, no, I think it's a good no, team. I, I think, think they've good individual players, but not one of them has. It's not a team. But is that not down like, to Southgate then? Is he not? Well, I wouldn't say so. Like, I, 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 I don't South, know. I think it's just he plays terrible football. England. Have what team would you say is better players. than this team? In the World Cup. Yeah. Uh, I think it's very. I don't think England should win the World Cup. The fans are out there like in that kind of way but I think they do have some very exciting young players like taking Bellingham off is just look they are ranked crazy. third or fourth in yeah. the world in the world rankings like you know it's not they as if they're, team, like. they're no slouches like yeah. you know they are a decent side but I do agree with you like they do get but, but it's all the English media like yeah, yeah, they overhype them too much to it here and it's, just, <clears throat> it's always overhyping yeah and don't get me wrong, I, I do think they're a good side. I, I do think they're deserved of that in that top five bracket international teams in the world because I think their team on paper is absolutely class. I think the only thing they miss is a world-class centre-back. But I think if they had a world-class centre-back, they'd be 100%. I think they have too many good players in the exact same position. Yeah, full of right, So they can't do right anything backs. with it. Full of right-backs, full of midfielders, they can't do anything. Yeah. Like, all their best players are probably right-backs. Sure, there's only one right-back on the team. Yeah, you know what I mean? like it, but like Phil Foden's like one of the best young players in the world. And but he doesn't he, like him. He doesn't yeah. play him. Which so he's is not going to play him. But that's why I'm saying that's down to Gareth Southgate. If you had a different manager in there, he'd definitely be playing. He's no. playing boys like Mason Mount who aren't even in form, mm-hmm. and he's, he's getting the whole ninety minutes. It's just madness to me. Uh, he's average. But yeah. look, back to what I'm saying there, like I wouldn't consider England the top five, six teams at this World Cup. Just even on paper, I know they are third or fourth in the world, whatever it is. But yeah. 
those world rankings you always have to take them with a pinch of salt because it's about who played who in qualifying yeah. and all that like, Belgium what about Belgium second in the world and look how poor uh, they're, they're poor yeah. they're poor in general at major tournaments yeah. look I think England will still go out and beat Ecuador I thought it was who they play uh-huh. and they'll put up a good match to the Netherlands because they haven't looked like anything much this World Cup no. as well but yeah. to play um, France maybe in the quarters that'll be step too far France in the quarters could be a step too far yeah, yeah. I don't know like I do think that the squad, even though it's not as good as I think people think it is, I do think they have the ability to ride their luck again. But then again, you have to question, it would be three tournaments in a row that they're riding their luck. Yeah. Yeah. I don't don't know. I don't think England's a good team. No, I'm not. And I don't think Southgate's there for it. I haven't been impressed with them at all. But I don't know who comes in if Southgate does go. Like, everybody's saying after two games, Southgate's to go. But it's not after two games. It's after... The Nations League, which was majorly disappointing. Yeah, yeah they were yeah. poor. No, the only, people are looking Southgate gone. They only have, uh, yeah. they only have one. They only have one win in their last eight competitive games. Mm-hmm. So, like that's poor. But that's who do they bring in? Stephen Kenny. Tuchel, maybe. Tuchel. I know, but I don't know. Like what? What man? I just don't think that team gels, and I know it does. It's going to take a manager to bring them in and uh, get the team spirit going. But sure, all you see on England's social media pages is them. Um, Dawson about and yeah. having the crack and Jumped doing crossbar challenges and all, and all this year yeah. and big mates this and sure after do you remember when we played City a couple of years ago when Harry Maguire was over hugging John Stones and all like best mates after we got beat by City okay, I don't know I don't know England's just England's England the type, of thing, never the type of thing England do is if they do get rid of Southgate they'll go get somebody like Jared or somebody right. to try and change yeah. this culture and get them to look up to it but it's not going to work. They need to scrap the whole idea of going for legends and stuff like yeah. that there and England players, former England mm-hmm. players. Go and get a good manager. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't yeah. bring in Gareth Southgate who was, was he interim manager? Yeah, he came in with Sam Aldice when that happened. Sam, yeah. Like, yeah. Big Sam's a great manager. Obviously what happened. Big up Big Sam. Shogun paints away and paints a great But But um, I don't know. They could have brought in a better caliber manager than the under twenty one. See, he done well though, didn't he? Yeah, but even yeah. then, though, could you imagine Big Sam managing England now? Like, it would be laughable. Like, do you know what I mean? I go go better than Gareth Southgate. I think he'd have played like, I don't know, a similar way. Oh, yeah. Look at the caliber of manager of Sam Allardyce. No, no, we're not arguing that. But I just think I don't think it would have ended well either. Yeah, but the fans would have got on him. Big Sam's a relegation battle yeah. manager. No, no, I'm, not, I'm not saying it would have ended well, but come on. Gareth Southgate or Sam Allardyce, it's an easy choice. Yeah. Well, to be honest, the only thing I would say about Southgate is like he, he sort of has the pedigree now to back it up. He's been to a European final. He's been to a, a World Cup semi-final. Like, he could probably lord that over a lot of other managers. That's the thing. He's going to link to like Premier League jobs. Well. He was linked to United before. He probably will get a, I yeah. think he will get a Premier League job. He probably will get a Premier League job. Yeah. No, he will. He, he definitely 100% will. He will. His resume looks great. And I know it's a wee, probably a wee bit of bitterness and stuff is coming out here. But I look at it with England. The one... Decent win, I would say, they've had in Southgate's tenure now is the win against Germany. Germany. Denmark, yeah. maybe semi final. They're very poor against Denmark. Like They didn't deserve still to beat Denmark. Again, I know they still did, but. They should have been just played. about. They should have been just like, about. And, oh, like, yeah. I, I don't think it was never a penalty in extra time of that game. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just they just haven't done it in the world stage properly. Like Yes, I know they've been deep in tournaments, but looking at the 2018 World Cup, they played six games and they lost three. Yeah. Like, is that the world class caliber team losing three games in the World Cup? No, it's probably not. Like, did they lose three? They did. Lost to Belgium twice and they lost to Croatia. Didn't play Belgium twice? They did, in the third place playoff. 
Oh, yes. Yeah. Kind of. Oh, they were a bit. Well, anyway, look, oh, we're moving on from England. We'll go to a team that has impressed then, France. Oh. Where'd that come from? Don't know. They broke the curse anyway, that's for sure. No, but in all seriousness, exactly. like, I, no Pogba, no Kante. I really, really thought France were going to struggle in that midfield department. I was really impressed with them against Denmark. A team that's beaten them twice in the last six months. Yeah. And Denmark really didn't get a sniff in that yeah. game. Like, France just ran the show. And Bappe has been fantastic. Yeah, unreal. He's top, he's joint goals, top goal scorer after two games. Killian Mbappe. <laughs> I think Bappe scored seven World Cup goals. Yeah, he's equal to Messi's record. Yeah, yeah. same as Messi. Yeah. Uh, when Messi scored yesterday, so one behind Messi now. Yeah. At the age of 23. 23, yeah. Like Mbappe, you're looking at if he stays fit, is going to be, is obviously must have close in the sights. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because yeah, Mbappe definitely. probably scored, mm-hmm. scored two or three more goals this World Cup, so he'd be looking at maybe nine or ten goals already after two World Cups. After two, yeah. Like, that's unheard of. Say uh, <laughs> it'd be serious scoring. Look, he, he, he had, I hate to say it because I don't like him. No. And I, I really, I don't like uh, Mbappe, but... <laughs> I, there's, I can't sit here and like have a go at him as a player because he's a good footballer I mean look I always thought he was overrated to be honest I always thought he was just a pace merchant but yeah. there is a player there but the, the one player from France I've been extremely impressed with so far is Chiumani unreal oh, yeah. Yeah, close. I can't get over how good he is unreal look at the injuries France have had and haven't taken a step back yeah. since the, even since the World Cup started they lost Benzema lost Nkunku they lost Lucas Hernandez the first game. Yeah. yeah. Hadn't taken a step back. Lucas Hernandez comes out, his brother goes in. He's on he's he's fantastic. Yeah. Gets an assist against the Denmark there. Like, yeah. Like you can't there isn't like we were talking maybe in the preview there about France's midfield a wee bit lacking, but with Pogba and Cantia, but you said two many's come in there and they haven't missed the beat. Even right, well, Rabio's playing. Even Rabio's playing on real too. But I mean two many literally looks like the best parts of Cante and the best parts of Pogba rolled into one player. Like, where's France's weak link at the moment? Don't have one. I don't think they have one. Exactly. Like even like a, look at their centre back choice. So many centre backs. Yeah. Top yeah. quality. And they're all like, top quality. Like, exactly. Comes in, plays really well. Yeah. yeah. Just have so much choice. Like. I'm glad to see you's man the Bella playing well too. He's yeah. playing very well. His play is very very good. Mm-hmm. And Giroud. <laughs> Drew in the first game, yeah, two goals. Yeah. But even but even the other against Denmark, I know he didn't score, but he was an absolute nuisance. Yeah. Like he always, yeah. he always is. He, like he might win the ball, but he'll make sure the man marking him doesn't win a clean either. Yeah, yeah. He'll make stuff happen in the box. Yeah. Um, like there's a couple of times he made runs, the ball didn't go through them or whatever. He had a couple of half chances. Yeah. But he's integral to the way that France team works. Like Deschamps likes him. Yeah, oh, he loves him. Like he didn't score in, in the last World Cup. Yeah, didn't think he had a shot and target at the last World Cup. But he started every game. Mm. So there's he, he offers something different to France. Well, he does. I think he offers something different to any other of those French strikers because yes, he's not mobile. But the one thing you get with Giroud is he's normally in the right position, mm-hmm. and he's a bully. Yeah, he absolutely bullies defenders. I love strikers that do that. That yeah. literally yeah. take take on two centre backs and just throw them about. Like, and that's mm-hmm. what Giroud's really, really good at. And Mbappe loves playing with them. And Mbappe, yeah. yeah, like that's what they were saying before the World Cup. They're like, will Benzema start? Because he Mbappe wants Giroud, Giroud with him. to play with he him. He does all that hard work. Yeah, gets the whole up. You were talking about stuff. Mbappe being. You said he just thought he's a pace person. Yeah, see his pace. There's one time a ball was played forward. I think it might have been, might have been Pavard or something. Just hoofed it forward, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And, there was no right in the world killing Mbappe to get near it, yeah. and he just took off. Yeah, and he waited. Like, he has improved at all aspects as well. Was it? Was it? Uh, was it Christensen? He done it too, where he took like one step. 
Bang oh, out and just turn. And turn. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like the ball's nowhere near him. That's the, the fact he has in professional football. Like yeah. He can just make them fall over just for the crack. Like. Even against Australia, like his ball to Drew was unbelievable. Unreal. Yeah. Do, do you know the only reason I, I, well. I ever thought he was overrated? Like genuine, like, see every time PSG have played United in the Champions League, he he's been fair. terrible. I know. He has been absolutely brutal. And like, some of the boys he was playing against, I was thinking to myself, like, right, well, you're not that good. Like, if. Why is Tessin doing Zabby? He's actually class. Like. He's our best <laughs> centre-back in the fifth one. Uh, After that game, I was like, Tun is going to be a world-class yeah. centre-back. No, but I did. I genuinely used to think to myself, like, if you can't beat Tun Zebe, if you can't beat, like, Fossey Manson and boys like that, because like, that's who you played against. Yeah. Yeah. I always thought he was just overrated. But, but for France, he's just a completely Just a different animal, animal. yeah. He always changes my opinion on him in, in uh, Work, European competitions. Sorry, in international competitions. Like, I feel the same as you. I always see... And I'm sure you boys are the same. You see all the stories about Mbappe and PSG and all the drama that comes with them yeah. and the baggage that comes with them. Yeah. But you also see every other day he scored two goals, he scored one goal, know. he's got two assists, he's got three assists. His numbers are ridiculous. Yeah. But then, like obviously we don't watch league on week in, week out. We would see yeah. PSG in the Champions League and stuff like that. But we would see all of France's games in the European Championships and in the World Cup. Mm-hmm. And... That's when you really see Kylian Mbappe. That's, That's when we say. see Mbappe. That's how you can say though. The league. Do you take the league seriously? You know that league one. Mm-hmm. It's like people just don't take it as serious. No. It's not televised as much. That's why people want them to go to Madrid to really step up. And then the Champions League PSG have really disappointed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, like, I think win it this year though. They could. Because For France, he's just unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Though. I think it will. It, like we talk about Giroud is now level of Henri. France top goal scorer. Yeah, and Bobby's like twenty goals behind him. Oh, he'll catch. Mm-hmm. Like, like Bobby's gonna smash that. Yeah. He, like, obviously, if he stays injury free, he should do. No reason why he shouldn't. Yeah. Like, and then Anthony Martial is gonna smash that. Most of them better. You gonna come in there? Well, but people don't know, but like. You know, Martial's going to win the Ballon d'Or this year, yeah. to be honest. So. Monaco will Monaco's. be rubbing their hands. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, look, I'll move it on from France. Go to another impressive team, Brazil. Typical Brazil. Yeah. Would, you, yeah. would you agree? Just looking, looking look good. Squad. They've even got the Regen R9 up front as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he looked lost. Richarlison looking... Looking very good at the minute. Tell you what, what that goal that has to be one uh, of one of the goals of the World Cup. That is the best goal of the World uh, Cup. It's it's similar to we're talking about there a wee bit of Mbappe, but to a more a greater extent. Yeah. Richardson for Brazil is a completely different, different animal. animal yeah. Richardson with Tottenham. Yeah. Because Richardson has been very poor for Tottenham. Yeah. Like on form, you're looking at there. Jesus should be starting ahead of him. Firmino should be starting ahead of him. He's not even there. Yeah. But for Brazil, he's just completely different. Do you know what? I disagree. I don't think he's been bad for Tottenham. Like he's been injured. Yeah. yeah. When he's played for Tottenham, even if he hasn't got the goals, he's been an absolute menace but up front. Like even for Everton, he was a good player. Yeah, he was Like class. he was a nightmare yeah. to deal with. Mm. I'm raging United didn't go in for him. Yeah. 60 million. That that's a baller there. Like I don't know. I am raging we didn't go Brazil, in for him. Brazil's squad though is crazy strong. Oh, like, look at their bench, like Anthony Martinelli coming off the bench, Gabriel Jesus. Like oh, it's serious. I know Neymar's like, injured now, but they're still got it. So much quality. Then have Fred now in. Number 10. Absolute baller. But like... with <laughs> Playing at the minute. Balling out. With Neymar injured, their front three today is Vinicius Jr., Richardson, Rafinha. <laughs> it's crazy. That's ridiculous. And then Casemiro in midfield has been unbelievable for the, them too. They've, they've got... Them as they've, they've, got, they've got... As, it could be. Mm-hmm. could be. The front three in the bench is Jesus, Martinelli and Anthony. Oh my God. Like, See how attacking... Martinelli when he came on the other day was unreal. 
But like how attacking though as well, how many attacking players they had on, like Casemiro was vital. The only thing I would say about them, like obviously they've got the quality. I love that they're so direct. Once they get the ball, they go straight for it. But I noticed in that game the other day, whenever they get, especially when the wingers get to the edge of the box, I know there's a lack of height for Brazil, but every single ball was hit low and not necessarily hard. So I know they're keeping their samba traditions and stuff like that there. <laughs> yeah. But I think they're a bit lackluster with chances because they had a lot of chances Do you think to, uh, to make goal-scoring opportunities. But I, I think they need to work the ball a bit better in the final third. Do you think if they went like a goal down, they haven't got that threat, that aerial threat? I wouldn't, Well, maybe not the aerial threat, but I think if they went to goal down, they'd still come back and pump a team. Yeah. I think they are the best club... Or the, sorry, the best international team in the world. And their depth says that. Even yeah. look at the players that they have at home. Like you were saying about Firmino and stuff. Yeah. The players that they have left at home, let alone the players in the Brazilian league, who the Brazilian managers like to go for. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? So, I don't know. I just think Brazil's a real deal now. Yeah. And it's good to see it. Yeah, they are. They're very fun. good. They're team. fun to watch. The only thing that can go against Brazil is the pressure of Brazil at the World Cup. Um, it's a completely different animal over there at World Cup. Nothing matters but the World Cup over there. Yeah. Like yeah. talking about Neymar, it doesn't matter. See if the rest of security wins six Champions Leagues and scores eighteen goals in all those finals. Yeah. Yeah. The Brazilian people won't care if he hasn't if he hasn't won a World Cup. World Cup. Yeah. And that pressure can be massive for Brazil. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Look, That's like Messi, isn't it, with Argentina? I think the the thing even that Neymar brings them, he's he is a leader on the pitch. So not not having him on the pitch for I don't know how long it's going to be with his ankle, realistically. Yeah, but he, he says he'll be fit to play at some stage in this tournament. But he will be a big miss out out in the, out in the field for him. He is their leader at right, the end he of is, the day. He is the tallest man of the yeah. team. Like. Yeah. But even then, you know, it's like we were saying, their depth's just that strong that. Yeah. They'll probably not miss him all that much. They'll miss him a lot less now than they did in 2014 when he was injured for yeah. that semi-final against yeah. Uh, Germany. Yeah. yeah. No, their their squad's just ridiculous. Like they are just so good. Right. So I'll, I'll go. We've done one underachiever and two, well, expected achievers. So yeah. I'll go to a bit of a mixed bag here. Argentina. Mm-hmm. Disappointing. Haven't been impressed. No, disappointing. No, from all the hype, honest. like even from our preview show, we were talking about yeah, Argentina's making it to the final. Argentina's winning it and stuff like this here. Yeah. Messi fairy tale all this year, but yeah, it's just hasn't worked. Even the against Mexico, they were disappointed. Yeah. They, they were poor. Play that great. Max, Mexico didn't want to play against the Mexico. No. Were the low black keep them out, and they just I know that they got the goal. It was a good goal from Messi, and then Enzo Fernandez great finish. Yeah, it was good goal. They just they look devoid of ideas. They just they have looked generally lethargic and poor throughout the whole thing. I think they're very like England. They've yeah. all the players, but no team jail. Can't get the pieces together. Yeah. Well, they actually looked a lot better when they went to a five at the back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like that's when they started to dominate the game. And funny, you know, some teams when they're in the middle of a tournament end up finding the best shape for them. I think the best shape for Argentina is a five at the back. Because mm-hmm. when they brought Romero on. And they had Martinez on the left, Romero on the right, and then Adamendi down the middle. They looked, they just looked a lot more comfortable. And when they brought Anto Fernandez on in, in the middle of the park as well, that's when the game opened up for them. That's when they were able to create those chances. But the only problem I would say with Argentina is, when you're on the ball, you have eleven men. When you're off the ball, you're ten men because 
you have to make up for Messi because he's not like Messi's not putting in any defensive yeah. work whatsoever. Like even the goal against Saudi Arabia when he gave it away, yeah, yeah. just got countered. And look, he's one of the best players of all time. Like he doesn't have to do the defensive work reali- yeah. realistically, and he is at a point in his career where he can't do the same thing over and over again anymore. He can't track back like yeah. he used to, but. That's the only thing that worries me about sides like Argentina. Like you are compensating for for a lack of a player in defensive transition, mm-hmm. and I think that, le- especially against Saudi Arabia, that left them open to concede. Yeah, they were open. But Argentina in World Cups have a track record of losing stupid games mm-hmm. that they shouldn't lose. Mm-hmm. Like they've lost to teams like Cameroon and stuff yeah. really early in tournaments. Yeah. When it's teams they should be beating. The thing about the game against Saudi Arabia, I've actually been impressed with Saudi Arabia. Yeah, oh, they're very good. We said yeah, they, well. they look yeah. good. Like I know we got beat by Poland there during the week, but they, look they, they couldn't finish their chances. They're like they're like Celtic in the Champions League. Yeah, they are fantastic until the last eighteen yards. <laughs> they couldn't put the ball in the net. Chesney's double save was unbelievable. Oh, oh fantastic! Was fantastic. Like, I was watching yeah, my dog, and he was he was going uh, yapping about the Saudi Arabian play, and it's like give Chesney a bit of credit. Yeah, and oh, it wasn't until he seen the replay that he realised Chesney had actually saved the rebound. Yeah, I just thought it was outrageous. Yeah. It was. And Chesney's done that before. I remember. 2012, Arsenal played Liverpool, and he done it against Cout, the double penalty save. Oh, all right. Okay. But so um, what's interesting, just to go back to Argentina, I mind seeing a tweet. You know the way clubs or international teams had like a couple of friendlies before the World Cup. Yeah. Came up. Yeah. Happened. I see. I remember seeing a tweet, and it was when Rodrigo de Paul got injured, and it was this fella AFC Ajax on, uh, on Twitter. This he's called the European lad or something. Um, and he like follows all the games and as soon as Rodrigo de Paul get, got injured his first tweet was this is going to be a completely different Argentina team now in this World Cup and look I don't know all about I don't know a lot about Argentina but they've missed him well he, he's been playing has well, he? you know he's yeah. playing and he's not good and he's not playing I thought the argument you were going to make was the, the teams that played prior to the World Cup because they were playing like friendlies against like Estonia and all. They oh, hadn't really right. beat, beat. I know they ah, beat yeah, Italy, yeah. but Italy aren't even at the World Cup. No. So I thought you were going to argue that one because there were thirty six games unbeaten, which is unbelievable. Mm-hmm. But like some of the teams that were playing before the World Cup, they weren't beating any top European nations really. Mm-hmm. So. No, well, I'm glad you brought up Rodrigo de Paul to be honest, because I've seen it all over social media, like people putting up photos of him being like. What does this guy actually do well? Yeah, same spot yard, Like, he's a centre midfielder, but he doesn't pass the ball well. Mm-hmm. He doesn't run with the ball well. I don't know what he does well, to be honest. Like, yeah. And obviously, like I've never seen him play football before. Mm-hmm. I only know him because of FIFA. Mm-hmm. And like every year, he would get like a consistent amount of informs when he played for Udinese. Mm-hmm. But uh, like Atletico Madrid fans would all say the same thing. <laughs> no, but, but Atletico Madrid fans all say the same thing. They don't know what the guy does well. He's, like, he's poor, to be honest. And every time, I, the two games I've watched him in the World Cup, he has been absolutely atrocious. Well, Enzo Fernandez will probably slot, slot into that midfield. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's, yeah, been, he's much better than Rodrigo yeah. de Paul. Like. He's having a good season in Portugal. Though. Yeah, he is. He, yeah. is. he is. He he would be definitely a good pickup. Well, the only thing is he did only sign for Benfica in the summer, but he would be a good pickup for a Premier League side. Yeah. I think. Yeah. He's very, very good. Right. So, no, go on ahead, sorry. No, I was going to say Benfica have a really good track record of... Developing talent, developing talent, especially yeah. South American yeah. talent. Yeah, and then just shipping them on for, for big money. For big money. money. Yeah. yeah, and I'd say he will be the next in that line. Yeah, to be honest, Darwin Nunes, uh, David Luiz. Darwin, Darwin. Um, yeah. So I'll I'll flip it on then to another one of the big boys. Then 
Well, I think because they're in the same group, we can talk about both of them, and they did just play last night, so Germany and Spain. What, what, what have you made of both those sides so far? Connor, I'll go to you first with Spain, because you, 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 were, you, were you were back in the big <laughs> yeah, time. Yeah, they, they obviously destroyed Costa Rica. They just absolutely swarmed them. I've actually been impro- impressed, because I was worried. I Obviously, I had wrote a piece on this. I said they might struggle striker, but Murata, two goals, two games. Yeah, yeah. It's not bad. And your boy Almo has been... Yeah, he's brilliant. Really he is he's really good. Very, very good. I said as well, the reason I was back in Spain is because I think they have the best manager at the World Cup, Luis Enrique. Enrique. Mm-hmm. I think he's unbelievable. And he's just high press. We're going to get on top of you. I thought last night they didn't play <laughs> great in the second half, but I'm still backing them. And Gavi has been brilliant. Pedri's been brilliant. I know Costa Rica is not a great side, but they did beat Japan. Yeah, they did, so to be fair. I think... Spain will top that group and I think they're going to be very hard to beat mm-hmm. as it goes on. Mm-hmm. No, they, they definitely... I think the one thing you'll always say about Spain and they'll never struggle to do it is they don't struggle to dominate games. Would, no, you, they, would you agree with that? They one? completely... They control the tempo of the game completely last yeah. last night. And what, it was about the last 15 minutes or so it took for Germany to really get into it. That, that was them needing a result or they were in big trouble. Yeah. Even the point isn't great for Germany. Yeah. Um, but Spain... Were, I've been really impressed with them. Like I know, I know it was only Costa Rica, but Costa Rica another team that has a track record of turning turn turn the, the big teams over. Yeah, yeah. They beat Japan yeah. Yeah, two hours before or a couple hours before that game yeah. yesterday. Like, so if you beat in today's modern football climate, you beat any international side seven 0 at a World Cup, yeah. you're going well. Yeah. And like as the only saying is, you can only beat the side in front of you. Yeah. And Spain beat them and beat them well. Well, yeah. And they probably should have beat. Germany last night, mm-hmm. they're by far the better team. Well, look, in all honesty, Oren, I'll, I'll come to you on this. When the two number nines both come on yesterday, mm-hmm. the game definitely opened up a lot more. Yeah. Yeah. Would it not just sort of highlight the need for top-class number nines within the game then? Well, we said straight away, Was it, what do you call that fella? Fulcrew? Uh, Fulcrew, yeah. When he scored, we said straight away, why is that fella not starting? Yeah. yeah. Why is he not starting? Yeah. He's an out-and-out number nine. He's clearly... And it was a great finish. Oh, great finish. Oh, he's he's been the best player in the Bundesliga this year. Oh, he's yeah. been fantastic. So now he's like 10 goals for Bremen. For Bremen, yeah. 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 Like, I don't understand this obsession with Kai Havertz. We've talked no. about Kai Havertz a lot in this podcast. <laughs> and Connor's... Looking at me with a, a cheeky grin. <laughs> I'm not a big fan of him. I'm not a big fan. Um, because well, obviously we all know that Richie doesn't like Kay Howard. <laughs> I'd agree with you though. I, Useless. I, I, think he, I think he's very overrated. And I understand that. And, and and that's why I would say it's an obsession with Kay Howard yeah. in, yeah. in the German national team. Mm-hmm. Hansi Flick, I don't know why he thinks... Oh, an underperforming centre attack midfielder. Yeah, he can do it up front. Yeah. 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 How's that going to work when you've got an out-and-out number nine who, as we said, has probably been the best player in the Bundesliga. Scoring goes for fun. Yeah. Scoring goes for fun. In uh, Word of Bremen. Yeah. I, no, it's not as if it's one of the big boys. Exactly. Like. Uh, yeah. Not one of the big boys. So he's not exactly playing all the weaker teams and scoring all these goals. No. Yeah. He's playing for Word of Bremen. He's doing the hard yards and scoring the goals. Why are you not trusting an out-and-out number nine who's obviously clinical, because even Muller, Muller's obviously a great player and all, but even he he struggled yesterday. Mm-hmm. He yeah. played that position because he was in from the start. Subs changed the game yesterday. Yeah, I he thought the first game. half wasn't a great game. Tell you the truth, no. but like don't get me wrong, I thought Danny Olmo played absolutely phenomenal for Spain yeah. yesterday, yeah, and he always does play well for Spain. To be yeah, fair, he's very yeah. good. That's why he's always linked with the top clubs, I suppose. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't until the likes of Morata came on, like 
for Antares was on up front. Oh, he's brutal. The amount of chances he missed. That's the problem with Spain. The other thing I'd worry about Spain is like Rodri centre back. Mm. I didn't like it. But all. see, I think that was done for a reason. I think Rodri played centre back because Muller was playing up yeah, front. Yeah. And I'd say it's because because Rodri's that, that natural defensive midfielder. Mm. He understands the pockets that Muller's know, probably going to pop up. There was even like in. a cross came in one time and he like waited on it. Yeah. He was so lucky that the striker should have been in there. And I just I worry about his positioning. Yeah. But as you say, maybe he'll not start there mm. every game. But well, look, if we look at the, the youngsters on, on both the sides yesterday, so it was the battle of the midfielders yesterday, really. Yeah, yeah. You had Pedri and Gavi up against Musiala. Who impressed you the most? Well, just to go back, I'm sorry to go back, when we were talking about Rodri there in centre-half, mm-hmm. I think that's where they missed Sergio Ramos and his experience. Mm-hmm. He could have been good in there, yeah. But sorry, yes, to, to, to go to the midfielders, Musiala played brilliant. Yeah, he's a good he footballer, isn't he? He's a great footballer. And you've seen all over... Um, the ITV coverage with Roy Keane, they were talking about how Musiala rejected England to play for Germany and yeah. stuff. And obviously, he was talking about Grealish and Rice and stuff. Yeah. yeah. But um, no, it's good. Like, Would he get into that current England side, yeah, do you 100%. reckon? Yeah. 100%. Well, well 100%. Gareth, you'd, 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 like, you'd like to think so. Yeah, yeah. Gareth might bench him. I think he'd walk into it. He's a. Who would you drop out of that team? Who would you drop out of that squad then to put Musiala? Yeah, Miss Mount. But see, even against Japan, he played well. Yeah, he was yeah. one of their better players. Seen him on the match. He, he was good. No, he is. Musiala. Musiala. Yeah, no, he, he, sh- he should have scored it though. The fuck around. Always the long Yes. But look, that's that, That's just youth. That's just yeah. that's just yeah. inexperience. There was one time he won a free, and he, I think it was he was in between. But it was a Gavi and Pedro. Yeah. And just right foot, left foot, right foot, left yeah. foot, cut in between the two of them, nice. cut them apart before he could foul. Like nice, no, special, yeah, special player, special player. Like. Whenever these young talents come through, like we're seeing it with Garnacho now, like it's as if Musiala hasn't been coached. He's still just got that raw natural yeah. ability yeah, and exciting. that mentality to go forward and drive at men every time and, yeah. and yeah. use some skills, not be afraid to use his skills. He's just out there play for play football. He's out there as, as, he, as, if, he's, as out, if he's playing with the boys. Out in the park. Yeah, yeah as if yeah. he's playing yeah. with the boys. And and you can see that in yeah. his game. Yeah. Whereas you see other youngsters and talents of the past, like Yuri Tielemans had probably the biggest potential out of any midfielder in the last decade or so, like before the likes of Gavi and stuff. And don't get me wrong, he, he has somewhat lived up to that potential, but I think if he had a kept that raw ability, and I think if he had a stayed at Anderlecht one more season maybe, just to get that bit more professional experience under his belt... He would have been a lot better than he is now. <laughs> so I just hope the likes of Musiala, Gavi, and Pedri don't become overcoached, kind of overcoached, yeah. and develop this style under one manager yeah. and keep to their own playing style yeah. because that's why everybody loves watching them yeah. and that's why they're the biggest talents in the world. A player like Pedri, I think it would be hard to overcoach because his natural football intelligence is far beyond any youngster I think I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Say yeah, that. He rates it so well. It's incredible. Like He knows. <laughs> Do you know what, lad? It's literally like looking at a, ch- a Chave. Mm. Yeah. yeah. It, it's like you're just watching a younger Chave. Yeah. Like, that, those one two touches to be able to take himself out of trouble and it's like he, he doesn't even have to lift his head no. yeah. he just it's, plays it's, plays the pass it's like he's playing two seconds before everybody else yeah. Yeah. I, it's, think, I think I've seen a tweet and there's something along the lines of like it's not even fair that Spain are the greatest midfield of all time and then they just hit respawn respawn yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah, literally pathetic yeah. <laughs> grow up like, but it's true like I swear you're watching Pedro there and I'm like 
that's I'm just watching a younger version of Xavi play football here. Xavi's unbelievable like, too. He's 18, mm-hmm. youngest goal scorer ever. I don't. Can I be honest with uh, you? I don't. I don't really get it. See, with Xavi. Like even Costa Rica. He's a man of the match. I don't get it. Man of the match, 18. Mm-hmm. Again, like age, great volley. But you know what, lad? We're, we're talking about Rodrigo de Paul and not not knowing what he does well. I don't, what does Xavi well, do does well? It, he's good on the ball. Is he? And he works hard for the team. Yeah, sure. Oh, like I have like yes. stats. Yes. I have stats here. Like ninety percent passing against uh, Costa Rica. Oh well, well, I could have ninety percent passing against Costa Rica. Like yeah, he scored a class ball. Like, if it wasn't for your hamstring, lad, you'd be like for Spain. And nobody can tell me always. You can call me yeah, Conor Ricardo. Oh, he is a class. No, honestly, I I just I don't really get it. Like I don't really know what he does. Like I I don't think he's anywhere near Petri. Like. I'm no, Pedro, but he's still a top player. Like. That's the age and on. stuff as well. He's, yeah, he's, he's only gonna, he's, only he's, still, he's still got <laughs> his youngest goal scorer in the World Cup since Pele. I hope he fails. Youngest goal scorer in the World Cup since Pele. Unless he comes. I don't like him. I think that came across. Yeah, first. I apologies, uh, Galvi. There, I just, I'm not really your <laughs> biggest fan, to be honest. There's one listener. Uh, cheers for listening to the bottom bins, Galvi. We'll see you next time. <laughs> um, yeah. Any other teams then you think that are, are worth a mention at the minute? Uh, any overperformers, underperformers? I think the Netherlands. I think in terms of performances, anyway, they're underperforming. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah very. I don't like their manager yeah. though. I don't like Van Hal the way he plays football. Yeah, so like, negative. And do you know what annoys oh. me about the Dutch? They just regenerate their managers. Like, they've been Hall again now, but uh, they're going for Ronald Koeman next. Koeman, yeah. Has Ronald Koeman succeeded anywhere as a manager? <laughs> Southampton. <laughs> oh, but he just took over what Potch had done and he just... Yeah, yeah. Like, does the Netherlands just have, like, in their FA just have, like, a wheel in the corner <laughs> that they just spin? They spin, and yeah. And throw a dart or something on it? <laughs> yeah. They're like, oh, thank God we missed Frank De Boer this yeah, time. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's my ball's back. <laughs> <laughs> they must do like they oh, must do crazy, like, it is it, it's ridiculous it's definitely not a talent issue no, no, like, no. Cody Gakpo was playing on range yeah, yeah. yeah. fantastic football because yeah. obviously there was a lot of questions about Gakpo coming into this mm-hmm. is he just doing it in the air of easy yeah. and he's playing a more, like a more central mm-hmm. position now at the World Cup he seems to be playing attacking midfield rather than up front yeah it's just like yeah. in behind yeah, yeah. Which, I think that suits him though because yeah. he, he has that ability to take the ball on the turn <laughs> And he has that ability to turn and sort of drive, yeah. Which is again is something that you like to see in young players because you don't want them to stop and think about what they're doing. Whereas mm-hmm. he just takes the ball on the half turn and and drives it, man. So I love seeing things Shows like that. Versatility. Yeah, but it's ga- again we were talking about Pedri's game intelligence and Gakko's game intelligence is also mm. especially yeah. for very, a forward. Very good. Yeah, you don't yeah. often see it in a forward, a young forward. You don't often see the game intelligence like Gakpo so far. But I suppose that does come with his versatility, being able to play across the front three and even behind the striker. Yeah, yeah. so fair play to him. But like, see against Holland or Ecuador, very impressive too. I thought. I thought Gakpo or, just or no Holland? Ecuador, no Ecuador's the team. Oh, Ecuador? I've been impressed with Ecuador. Yeah, I thought they should have won the game. They're for that team. Uh, Valencia has obviously scored so many goals. It's going to be key now him because he's maybe injured mm. and he'd be a massive miss like, yeah, he's he scored their last miss. six World Cup goals Yeah, mm-hmm. like he's been unbelievable three but I do think he's joint top scorer Holland have definitely later. underperformed and I think Ecuador overperformed yeah. like, do you think they'll win the group? no no because they've got the hardest game Senegal like Holland will they go through do you reckon though? Oh yeah, they'll go through. They'll go through. But yeah. I think see against England, they mm. can give them a serious game. Mm. They could, they could beat England if if they're at full strength. I think. Yeah, they would I think give them I, a good I, game. I think I predicted. I think Ecuador to go through the group over Senegal. I think Mane's been a massive miss. So you, you don't think Senegal will beat Ecuador then? No, no. I think Ecuador. 
Look, the Dutch are, are going to top that group anyway. Yeah, the yeah. last game. They'll, they'll probably smash run, them. They'll probably run four or five. They'll look, they'll look, they'll look stupid. Guitar. They'll score like six goals. They'll look really exciting. <laughs> you know? Qatar, and I know again, Qatar, who yes, were really Guitar. Like. I know. Great <laughs> 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 season friendly. Or Qatar, like the worst. Qatar, definitely the worst host ever. Oh, they've been horrible. The worst host ever. So far, they're only hosting that one again. I keep seeing tweets all over Twitter about Qatar. Oh, Qatar wouldn't be even be in this World Cup unless we're hosting it. Obviously, are you think? Fuck you, be that impression. <laughs> well, they, they weren't going to qualify on merit, like, because <laughs> they're absolutely corrupt. Oh, they're they're like, brutal. They actually, again, for about 15 minutes against Senegal, they were actually alright. No, for no, I, yeah. I know, for <laughs> I could be good for 15 minutes against Senegal. <laughs> Connor, I said it once, I said it again. If you hadn't tore your hamstring, you'd be lined up for the guitar team. Call me Connor Al Richards. <laughs> They're so bad. <laughs> they are. Well, look, it's a good thing we've, we've mentioned Qatar here because I'll move on to the topic I really wanted to talk about here. Look, last week we talked about, or and the week previous, we talked about some of our favourite World Cup memories and what the World Cup meant to us as, as football fans. Look, I'm not going to lie, lads, I've been severely, severely unimpressed disappointed, yeah. and disappointed with, yeah. with this tournament so far to be honest I think the standard of football has been brutal yeah. uh, the games have been negative as well like it's negative football. negative football look there's a number of factors I think filter in this I just want to get your opinions on these the first one I want to get an opinion on is look it's a World Cup halfway through a season do you reckon that has any sort of burn on why games have been so poor of course yeah, yeah. 100% of course it has sure look at the calibre of players that are injured like we were talking about Mane and Benzeman and Cuckoo and stuff like that there like I but I do think this World Cup's been entertaining to a degree I still have the World Cup feeling which is a bit weird I didn't yeah. think I would I didn't think I would be as invested in this World Cup as I actually have been uh, especially considering the timing and all the, the stuff about Qatar and whatever but although yes we've had disappointing results and a lot of nil-nils I do think it is down to being mid-season and they're not being full strength international teams with a lot of preparation yeah that's what I was going to say yeah. preparation's key because see that you got that time you play them friendlies like England didn't even play a friendly this mm-hmm. was straight into the game so, so focus like, for players for the World Cup's been about a week yeah. yeah that was the gap between I know it was, just season, it was the Sunday to the Sunday yeah. season yeah. stopping and the World Cup starting yeah. and then you have to take into consideration the climate out there as well Yeah, like I remember seeing we were talking about it of course with the England camp and they had to go over to the air conditioners and stuff Yeah, like that's that's a lot for somebody who's just came out of an intense half season probably the most intense half season that we've had in football because of this World Cup with all yeah. the Champions League group stage and all so games, games already being played and that I think that's a lot to ask of a player of all the players, to be honest, to go and adjust their body to that climate and all as well, it's 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 difficult. Especially like, so the weather to, back here. Oh, why? Of course, such a, it's such a it's such a contrast. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So you have to you have to give credit to the players, despite the performances. Like obviously, it's easy to say from a fan's perspective that it's been disappointing and stuff, but yeah. it is hard. It's, I think it's hard on the players. And today, there's been so many goals. So yeah, <laughs> maybe it'll get better as it goes on. More games people play. Well, so I, I feel yeah. I'll get a bit, a bit more of an interest, a bit more excitement when we get to the knockout stages. Yeah. Just even the way the groups have been going, a lot of the groups are nearly almost kind of half decided going into the, the final match. Day. Yeah, like you're looking at groups there, like you know England's going to go through. Mm-hmm. There's and you know the Dutch are going to go through. 
like the, the groups are starting to get decided quite early. Like Portugal win the night, they're through. Yeah. Like a lot of the groups are being decided after two match days, which you lose that wee bit of excitement going mm-hmm. on the final day. Yeah. Like obviously you have groups like the the Germany, Spain, Costa Rica, Japan group, the, the Morocco group that technically everybody can go through. Can the Morocco Morocco group, group, yeah. But as you said, it's just you just don't. I haven't had that proper excitement that I remember feeling like back in South Africa and Brazil and yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even maybe at the time of the games as well, like 10 o'clock game, I don't know, I think I've watched like three <laughs> 10 o'clock games so far. Yeah. That's awkward for us, obviously. Yeah. yeah. Well, like, <laughs> you wouldn't even say there's been any exciting 10 o'clock games so far. Like, you know, no. there's none that's Today made you, that made you, it. yeah. Like, there's it. been three really exciting games. The, the Ghana's been involved in two of them, actually. The Ghana-South Korea game. Yeah. The Ghana-Portugal game on the um, uh, Cameroon on Serbia the day as well. Yeah. Were the three really exciting games? Yeah. Other than that, like what was, what was you said to me yesterday, twenty six games or something. Aye, they were nil half time. Like that's that's, that's terrible. Like I don't know. I've just found, but personally, like I just I know Warren, you were saying there, but you know having the World Cup feeling, mm-hmm. I, I don't to be honest. You don't like have it? Yeah. I don't have it, and like, I'm not gonna lie to you. I said it in last week's podcast. Like I'd much rather be covering the Premier League than covering. Oh, of I totally agree with that. Yeah, than, yeah, than no, covering the World Cup, Champions League, Premier League. Like, yeah. Forward. Would you see if this was in the summer? Is it just because it's in Qatar and obviously the circumstances surrounding it? Or if this was in the summer, do you think you would have the World Cup feeling? Yeah, I think if it was in the summer, I'd be far more pumped up for it. Yeah. yeah. But I think the fact even that it is in winter, don't get me wrong, it's cool having the, you know, the World Cup on in, in mm-hmm. the uni house. Like, But I don't know, it just doesn't really... It's like Owen was saying, like, you know, in Brazil 2014, you had you had the feeling. It's not yeah. Russia 2018, it's not you had the feeling. Like, like I just I don't like, really care about this club, one. Your club season's still in the back of your head. Yeah. Like, I know. Like, I know I'm watching games... Obviously, I'm a sports Celtic, so there's not as many Celtic players involved. Yeah. But I'm like watching Juranovich, the World Cup, and like, don't get injured. That's all I can think of. Not players might be thinking that too. Though. No, genuinely, yeah. I feel the exact same way. I'm watching games going, don't get injured. Don't you come back. Like, oh, yeah. I think it's the same when thing, the World yeah. Cup squads were announced, and I'd seen Hatate and Kyogo weren't in the Johan squad, I was like, that's so unfair. I feel so bad for them. And I took a step and I was like, I'm not going to get injured. Happy days. Happy days. That's why yeah. Martial as well. I was kind of happy he didn't go. Aye, that he didn't go. kind of like, I don't want you getting injured. Yeah. We need you. Because they're going to be back. Especially then bigger nations, you're going to be back, back. straight into club. Yeah. yeah, yeah, straight into like like what? what when's the World Cup final? Twenty first of December. Of December, yeah. And like the prim- when's uh, Boxing Day? Boxing Day. And there's League Cup games on, isn't there? Well? The, the Scottish fight, fight League. The Scottish League's back before the World Cup final, then. Yeah, because yeah. the Scottish League ba- is fa- back. I think on the. 18th of December I don't, let, me, let me just double check out to be sure I don't want to say something and but even, even right. if it is like a week's break or whatever like there's t- you're go- literally going yeah. from like obviously there's not going to be too many players in the Scottish League's going to be in a World Cup final Yeah, I think it I oh think no, it sorry might, it's, the, it's the 18th but I think so, like, the, the League still, Cup the League Cup and the, is back on that Tuesday is it? yeah so you're straight in it like like and even that's crazy there doesn't seem to be the same buzz in Qatar either as it was in other countries yeah. you're not seeing social media people out in the streets having the crack yeah obviously the, the drinking and stuff is yeah. an issue there as well like, like they can't really have too much fun to be honest like yeah like it's just and the, the price the as well are so expensive you look at the stadiums yeah there's nobody in them no you have a stadium with but they're full of tents like, oh, but sure I, you have a stadium that holds 60,000 there's 253,000 people in it yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what they're saying I, I couldn't believe that though to be honest like why would you make up attendances like I don't understand I what's the point when you can see people have eyes like yeah do you think it's because like somebody's obviously bought that ticket Apparently, people have had trouble getting into the stadium as well. Oh, really? ID and stuff, yeah. 
Yeah, well, like they got I know the average time or something's like thirty three. Do you remember minutes. like they did on that one time? To get, just to get in and get yeah, your yeah, seat. Yeah. That's brilliant. Did you remember one time in the Emirates? It was like there was a sixty thousand seat stadium. There was maybe thirty thousand in it, but they were like, oh, there was sixty thousand seats sold. Yeah, no, so no, that, that's the way. That's how yeah. they do. That's how they're doing stuff. it. Like I know, like I know, like uh, the way Celtic do it. I seem to keep bringing it back to Celtic, but I know, <laughs> um, like your se- if you have a season ticket, you're at the game no matter what. Yeah. So you, there's it'll always come up. There's uh, fifty nine thousand people at the game today, and you can look at see. Uh, 10,000 empty seats yeah. but yeah. the season ticket holders have bought their tickets yeah. so technically yeah. they're in attendance yeah. so it's probably something similar to that that once the ticket's sold they count that Aye, they count that as, as, as yeah. but it still doesn't explain why an 80,000 senior stadium has 88,000 people on it yeah, yeah. They say that's the one I couldn't get over there was it was one of the first games of the World Cup and it was literally a 40,000 yeah. seater and the, that announced that there was like 47,311 people there I was like uh, where are you well, pulling the extra 7,000 people uh, and then the camera pans over the stadium and there's full sections that aren't filled and you're kind of like, like is there people what? Just, is there people just chilling on like standing on the sideline like, yeah. like, like, like an out Sunday league match everybody sitting there go on there you, go on there young man I'd be out beside you but I haven't done the knee in back in 92 there young man <laughs> That's a great but I said again, if he hadn't pulled his arms right. What could you have been, <laughs> What could I have been? Killian the Richards. The <laughs> Do you think the host being poor, though, is another factor? Uh, I don't know, lad. Because you were saying, like, Stanford, <laughs> it's just, I just Brazil think it's and all were decent. And it's not exactly as Owen would say, the cream of the cream of the no, World Cup, no. like, is it? No. It's far from the cream of the cream. It's not, like... <laughs> so, it's not it, even the cream of the crap, lad. No, it's not even... <laughs> I just think it's boring. Like I just think you turn most matches on and you're bored to tears. Like yeah, like you're on Twitter after five minutes. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know. Maybe, maybe look. Maybe if Ireland were in it, we'd be more invested. Maybe, yeah. maybe because our country's not in it, we're, we're maybe not as invested. But don't get me wrong. Like I still like to watch the best teams in the world play mm-hmm. one another. So yes, maybe when it does get to knockout stage that's time, it. maybe you do get a wee bit more excited then. But then part of me is like, but when it gets to knockout, that's when teams are going to start playing tactical. It'll get and, even more defensive. And games oh, yeah, will not open right. up and then yeah. you'll be bored to tears even yeah. more. Like you think games like Brazil and Germany, the seven one, like that's a rarity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That that well, that's a one a old, that's a once in a blue moon type thing. You're gonna get the stage for the only interesting things penalties. Yeah. Like I, I remember I remember watching the Euros last year and was it Ukraine and the Czech Republic, maybe? Yeah. We're playing the worst game of football I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, it was that. horrible. Mm-hmm. I was watching that time, and it's like my five minutes going goes, right, at least I'm going to get a, pe- a bit of excitement from penalties out of it, and fucking kind of playing I can score. That's one of the worst games ever. <laughs> <laughs> It was the worst game of football I've seen. Conor Blyanka too. Damn you, Conor Blyanka. All I wanted to see was a penalty shootout for a crack. And no, Conor Blyanka had to score. No, I don't know. Shout out to Conor Blyanka if you're watching the bottom of this podcast. Yeah, damn you, Conor Blyanka. There's two viewers going down. Damn you, Conor Blyanka. Havertz has gone too, but he's on the fence. He's on the fence. No, look, like I said, lads, look, it's good to get your input on this, like, because I, I just wanted to know, even look, listeners at home, you tell us how you're feeling about the World Cup as well. I just don't feel like it has the same World Cup feel to it. I just feel like the games have been crap, to be honest. And I'm waiting for the tournament to finally open up and show us some of those World Cup moments. Like, I'm not going to lie, guys, I, don't, I can't even sit here and think of, like, Hasn't been really. Great it's not really been goals, great right? individual yeah, well, moments. Uh, yeah. Minus Richardson's goal. Goal. Yeah. And Aldo Sorry. I'll be McClure's today. Yeah. It literally was. I'm offside in FIFA. I'm just going to shoot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then the like, you know, you think of 2014 and 2018. Yes, the tournament's still on, and we're only two games in. But like, 
It was every game you were getting yeah, a whole yeah, list. In a Russia, there was host. only 1-0-0 um, in the group stage. Was there? Yeah. yeah. That's the difference. Like. There's been like, what, like five or six already? Mm. <sighs> like, it's just the only, the only thing this World Cup has going for it, I think, is a lot of the smaller nations are really impressing. Mm-hmm. Not just because of the results they're getting, but yeah. the football they're playing. Like, Saudi, uh, we talked about a wee bit about the murder on Saudi Arabia playing great football. Yeah. Canada's playing great football. Morocco. Morocco's playing great football. Mm-hmm. It's not these t- teams getting results because they're sitting back and absorbing and getting a lucky break of the ball. Yeah. They're going out to play teams that yeah. traditionally are better than them. Mm-hmm. And it's really good to see. It like, is, yeah. Even the Japan-Germany game was a great game of football. Mm-hmm. And then Japan went and lost to Costa Rica a week later. Yeah. Like, it's Some of the results that have thrown up have been mad. I've been weird, yeah. yeah. That's the great thing about the World Cup. But as you said, there just hasn't been those moments. You sit back and you're just like, wow. Like it hasn't been a shabalala. No, there hasn't. No. There hasn't. And do you know what? I think the only thing is the clubs might be a wee bit happy about the World Cup being in the winter is because transfer fees in January might, inflate. might, 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 might inflate a wee bit. Yeah. Like. Uh, the United's paying 10 million more for Cody Gakpo this week than they were last week because he scored two goals. <laughs> yeah. 5 million for every goal. Yeah, probably. Um yeah, look, I think I think we'll wrap it up there. To be honest, um, and then obviously next week we'll we'll go we'll have more games to cover as well next week, and we can give you a wee sort of. Well, by this time next week we'll we'll, we'll know who's qualified. And, yeah. yeah, I think last sixteen we're, starts we're last Saturday. Saturday, yeah. So, so we're we'll kind of have a knockout preview for you. Yeah. The next yeah. couple of days or yeah. week or whatever. It is. Just want to say because we touched on it at the start of the video, uh, we are very proud to anoint, announce that we have uh, signed on with Parley Sports as. Uh, Founding members of the app, um, Parley is an it's an up and coming brand, and they promote uh, inclusivity and uh, non hatred in their conversations. And would love you to join us on the Parley Sports app uh, and join in with our conversation. And it's it's really really easy for for you guys at home. All you have to do is look. Unfortunately, it's not out in Android yet, but it's it's on the <coughs> Apple App Store. So if you download the app, it's literally Parley Sports, P R L Y Sports. Um, if you download the app there, all you do is you follow people that you would wish to have conversations with. Mm-hmm. You start the video, you send an invite to those people, kind of similar to the way you would do a, a, a Facebook call. Messenger yeah. or a yeah. Zoom uh, voice chat. Um, and you, you can come in. It's a, a six and a half minute video. Mm-hmm. You talk about whatever topic you want to talk about. You set your preference, you set your team, and you have your conversation. It's as simple as that. And it's a really good way to get your get your football yeah, opinions it's out really there fun to do, like. yeah, yeah it's it's fun to use it's a good app and it's you know easy to use as well it's a very easy, it's yeah. very accessible and listen there's no there's no encouragement of hatred mm-hmm. everybody yeah. is out to share their football opinions with one another and look at the end of the day everybody's entitled to their football yeah. opinion yeah. Yeah. nobody's football opinion is more important than anybody else's yeah. it encourages healthy debate that's yeah. it yeah. that's it and it encourages fan bases from different clubs to get in contact with one another as well you know, I, I know there's there's plans for us to do a couple of videos, maybe in a few weeks' time, with a few fans from mm-hmm. other um, football clubs. So, mm-hmm. listen, go in there, share share your debates, share your conversation, share your topics that you wish to talk about. It's a fun app, and really, we we really hope and and we think that it's going to be the future of football conversation, yeah, yeah. Um, and we believe that that's the way football conversation is heading. Mm-hmm. So, head on over to the Apple App Store and download the Parlay Sports app today. Mm-hmm. And we'd love to see you there. Yeah. Um, yep. And you'll, you'll get to see our beautiful faces, not just our lovely voices. <laughs> I'd also like to say a few of us are sick on this podcast yeah. today, so our voices Apologies. might be out of there, mine included. Apologies, um, I've tried so hard not to cough this yeah, entire uh, podcast, and I, I mean, it's, my on and yeah, the entire it's time. sitting in my throat right now, oh, I just all I want to do uh, is absolutely <laughs> into this mic. <laughs> so obviously there is something going about again, but we, we decided to, to 
persevere um, and get our content crack. out. Not, not be divas. Not be divas. <laughs> and just yeah. crack on. Thumbs just so get through some serious challenges that people don't understand the work. I haven't had a drink of water in about 45 minutes. But <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, uh, thank you for listening. Yes, once again, thank you for all your support. Honestly, I'm still completely blown away with the, the support that we're receiving. And such a short space of time. So, yeah. It's like I said, you know, and for all you listeners out there, you, you are the guys that are making it happen for yeah. us, but things yeah. are just moving very, very quickly mm. for us exciting at the minute. Times. You know, and it is exciting times. Off, yeah. yeah. And listen, look, we, we have a lot of exciting content that we promise will be coming down the mm. line. We're trying to get a few things organized. The Bottom Bins Extra channel that we started last week, we're going to try and absolutely fill that with yeah. content. And that's going to be content on a lot of things. If you're from the north of Ireland, if you're from Ireland in general, we are going to have a lot of local football content that we're mm-hmm. going to be uploading there as well. We're hoping to get a few interviews with a few managers. And mm-hmm. um, we're also going to be talking about university football. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm hoping to get a few of my teammates from the from the university team in to talk about university football. And we're also going to get people in to talk about local leagues as well mm-hmm. and talk about grassroots football here um, in Ireland. And we're, we're, we're big gonna, plans. We, we have yeah. massive plans. We're hoping as well that, that Parlay is going to help us lead to mm-hmm. chatting to some big players yep. and some big names and to work with the big clubs that we can hopefully then deliver you just the best content that yep. we can possibly deliver. So look, all we would say is thank you so much for all the early support yep. and please just keep keep listening. And, and if you can, please please share us on your socials. Mm-hmm. Please get get us out there and, and we're trying to hit as many as many people as, as we, we possibly can. Because that's what it is. Like, we started this to have a conversation with fans just like us. We want you to be as much of the conversation as the four of us sitting here like we want you to feel part of this conversation and, and we hope that we're encapsulating that in our content um so yeah you'll see us on youtube spotify and now the brand new parley sports app thank you thank you thank, thank you, you very much everybody. folks